Hey, everybody, and welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications. We take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Roush interviews Emily DeSalvo and Jessica Sims, two student journalists that have been selected to the Carnegie Knight News 21 initiative. We learn about why Emily and Jess pursued this opportunity, and they discuss other projects they have worked on as student journalists. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. Joining me this morning are two students. The first is Emily DeSalvo. Emily is from Portland, Connecticut, and she is currently the arts and life editor of the Quinnipiac Chronicle. Also joining us today is Jessica Sims. Jessica is from Massachusetts, and she is the managing editor of the Quinnipiac Chronicle. And the reason we are talking to Emily and Jess today is that Emily and Jess have been selected for the Carnegie Knight News 21 initiative. The News 21 initiative is part of an effort by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation and the Carnegie Corporation to change the way journalism is taught in the United States and to train a new generation of journalists. DeSalvo and Sims will be taking a class at the Arizona State University Cronkite School of Journalism, and then they will be interning uh, in Arizona this summer working on a major project. Emily and Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So Jess, let's start with you. Why journalism? So I actually took a digital journalism class my freshman year of high school, and I really liked it because it was kind of like an unconventional class. We had more discussion-based course and we were able to go out throughout the school and like interview other students and teachers. And I actually interviewed a lunch lady and the principal. And I really enjoyed that class and I learned a lot. And then I ended up joining the newspapers, more of a news site of my school. And I wrote a few different stories for that. And I really enjoyed it. Actually came to Quinnipiac as an undeclared communications major just because I wanted to explore a little bit my freshman year, but I still had a love for journalism. So I ended up declaring my major my freshman year, I think the second semester. And Emily, how did you get interested in journalism? So um, I did not have the experience in high school. I went to a really small high school that didn't have that many journalism classes at the time that I was there. They've started to expand since. And When I came to Quinnipiac, I had applied into the School of Health Sciences to become an occupational therapy major. And I thought I might want to minor in journalism because I always like to write. However, um, once I came to the the open house and actually got a chance to visit the School of Communications, I realized that my passion that I was hoping to do as a minor was actually a better major for me. I fit right in because I love to write. I love to talk to people and I love to tell stories. So how did both of you get uh, involved in the Chronicle, the student newspaper? Jess, why don't you go first? So I wanted to get involved. That was like a big thing that I wanted to do on campus when I was a freshman because I wanted to meet different people. And ended up joining the Chronicle the first week of my freshman year. And I 
had no idea if I was going to have to write a story the first week. And then we did the media summit. I think that's when I first went to the uh, Chronicle and like met everyone. And I was assigned my first story right then and there, which was pretty cool because I was just a freshman. I was just starting out. Um, and then I learned a lot throughout my first year. And then um, and my writing wasn't the greatest at all. And the reason why I stuck through with it is because I actually worked with some of the editors and they helped me out. And then I just kept growing and started trying different, uh, trying to write for different sections. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. So I got involved in the Chronicle because similarly to Jess, I knew that I wanted to be like on the writing side of journalism. And I just didn't think that I was very handy with a camera or being in front of a camera or behind one. And the Chronicle um, seemed really welcoming at all the events that I went to. And a lot of the older editors that were there made me feel like I would be useful if I joined. Like I could actually start doing something that would make a difference on the campus, um, writing stories that might actually matter. So that was exciting to me. And I wanted to join news because when I think of a newspaper, I was still new to the idea of journalism because I had previously been an OT major. I was like, news, newspaper, like I want to break stories. I want to tell people what's going on. So I immediately got involved in news and it ended up being so rewarding because I realized that there's a lot that's going on on campus that no one's talking about. And I could kind of be a voice for the students or for the issues that weren't being talked about. In addition to the Chronicle, both of you are uh, doing journalism uh, outside. Jess, you're working for a newspaper here in Connecticut, and Emily, you're working for a website. How did y'all get those uh, assignments? Um, so I have been working with the Record Journal since I did my internship for credit, I think last spring, and I got the internship because I actually spoke to a professor, kind of asking them for some help of how to get in touch with someone. And they knew a Quinnipiac alumni that worked there. And she sent my uh, resume over to now my supervisor. And he reached out, just asked for like an interview after Thanksgiving break. And ever since then, I've been working for them. I continued through the summer because my summer like job fell through because of COVID. So I reached out and asked if there was any way for me to continue. And I've been doing freelance for them ever since. And what types of things are you covering? Um, I've covered a variety of different things. Most recently, I... Um, wrote about a gallery in Meriden. They found like a hidden fourth floor, which had some furniture from the 1890s. So they donated it to a uh, historical society. And then I wrote about a lot of just different COVID stories, like how different dance studios are operating and gymnastic centers, just kind of focusing on how other businesses are working through the, uh, through the pandemic. And Emily, tell us about the website that you're writing for. So currently I'm freelancing slash reporting for Connecticut News Junkie, Hearst Media, and the New Haven Independent most recently. So I've been with CT News Junkie the longest and they're a website, but they're also like kind of a news aggregate for the Hartford Current, Hearst, and like pretty much any other website in or paper in Connecticut that needs a story. They can um, subscribe to Connecticut News Junkie's paper, um, content. And I started doing that the summer after my freshman year because I knew I wanted to write about politics after my first year at Quinnipiac, I kind of discovered that was my area of passion. And Connecticut News Junkie covers a lot of the state politics um, at the state house. And I was actually able to spend my summer working from the newsroom right at the state capitol, interviewing senators and legislators. And it was a really wonderful experience. I got that position simply by reaching out and explaining that I was interested in sharing some clips from the Chronicle. And they took me right on. Um, since then, 
after that summer when I was an intern, I've been a freelance reporter there ever since. And it's been more remote because of COVID and also just the fact that I was at school and unable to actually be at the Capitol. But um, that's been a wonderful uh, thing for me to do throughout the pandemic because there's so much news. The governor has been holding so many press conferences. There has been so many things going on with restaurants and mandates. And now we're entering a new legislative session where things like marijuana and sports betting are uh, being talked about. And that's really exciting. Uh, in terms of Hearst, I do more features for them because the Middletown Press is one of my local papers here in Portland. So I'm able to contribute to that with some features. And most recently, I started writing for the New Haven Independent because I'm going to be one of their new Hamden reporters because they needed another one. And Hamden, I've been, I just covered planning and zoning last night. I covered the town council meeting the week before. And I'm also doing some restaurant spotlights uh, just to help draw attention to the local um, restaurant scene in Hamden during this difficult time. Okay, before we start talking about News 21, I need to know, you two are roommates. What's the one thing that bugs the crap out of you about the other one? Jess, go first. Me? Everything's been pretty good on, for me. Like, I haven't, I mean, we both attend the Chronicle meeting sometimes together, and that's really fun because we sit in the common room and do that. We used to go to a class together, and I guess nothing has bugged me. <laughs> All right, Emily, you got anything? Jess just has like better like equipment than me for college. Like she has like a better like drying rack for her laundry. She has like a nice little blender that I don't have. She has she like movies. cool games and stuff. And like, I just feel like I came to college like totally unprepared compared to Jess. <laughs> like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and my Jess mother would... prepared me too. Just, I just don't have like the, the like next level, you know what I'm saying? Jess, what kind of smoothies are we talking about here? Um, we've made a variety. We made like just whatever fruit we have. We have like the vanilla milk that we add to it. We'd always go to the Chronicle media, uh, the coffee and critiques with our smoothies. Yeah, we have like our little red solo cups filled up with smoothies and it was like 10 in the morning. It was awesome. All right, let's talk about News 21. What interested or what attracted you both to uh, to applying for News 21? I just thought it was a pretty, it just seemed like a really cool opportunity to work with like other students across the country to create a big project about an important topic. And I just applied to see if there was any chance I'd get it. I applied because I've always been interested in investigative journalism and even at my like local outlets that I've worked at and at the Chronicle, I've always tried to like pitch those stories that go a little deeper than just covering something that happened. And I thought that the fact that this was specifically focused on the investigative side of it, and it, that's something that local papers don't really have resources for these days. So the fact that they were telling me to just do investigative journalism and giving us the resources to do it was really exciting. Like Jess, just wanted to see if I could could get it and I've never been to Arizona. So it just seemed like a great way to broaden my horizons and also get me to do something that I've always wanted to do, which is really do a deep dive into a story. And have y'all started meeting yet with the, with the uh, instructors, with the other journalists and with the other students? We have our tomorrow. first tomorrow. Tomorrow is your first meeting? Mm -hmm. Yes. And what have they told you? They sent us a Zoom link and- <laughs> Three hours, um, I think. Like I, I just get excited looking at the email list. Like there's people from yeah. all these different schools 
across the country, which is awesome. And like, I know that the theme is poverty and the pandemic, which sounds super relevant. And also, just, yeah. I feel in some ways that I've always been like covering Connecticut suburbs kind of just because that's where I live. And like, I just think it's going to be really eye-opening for me to, to write about something um, outside my comfort zone. Yeah, it's definitely going to be, I mean, I, like Emily, I've just been covering like Connecticut suburbs and small towns, maybe go to places that are not like where we live right now, depending on if we're allowed to travel, which I'm not really sure what those restrictions are. But yeah, I'm excited to just kind of like see what it's like to work with a big investigative team, which is something I've never done before. The other students, uh, you mentioned that um, it's interesting to see where they're from. Where are they from? I saw like Ohio, mm -hmm. like Elon, which is Elon's in North Carolina, North Carolina, like New Mexico, right? Yeah, there were like probably quite a few, a, a lot of different states represented. We can pull that up, but it was awesome to see that it's going to be a unique group. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I get too many emails. Okay, so we got someone from Butler University, Elon, DePaul. Not everyone has their col Colorado, um, Ohio, maybe West Virginia, and then Arizona. So there's a lot. Hofstra. Oh, Hofstra, so, New York. Yeah, so a good variety. Yeah. And do you, what do you know about your instructor? I know that she won a Pulitzer Prize. Okay. So we're talking top level. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and and do you know yet what you're going to be doing for that first class for the three hours? No. Maybe they'll give us some information. Okay. I've got a million questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jess and Emily, how, how did both of you uh, decide to pick Quinnipiac? What, uh, what stood out? What made you pick Quinnipiac over the other universities that you were looking at? So I didn't know about Quinnipiac until I think someone from high school was mentioning they were looking there or they received an email from them. And I looked it up where I was doing, I think I was doing research on the different school of communication schools. And I saw Quinnipiac was on the list of like the top 20. And I saw that it was in Connecticut. So I mentioned to my parents, because we were planning on looking at different, visiting different schools as a family and Quinnipiac was close by or like two hours away. So we visited it and right away the campus, I think set me it was beautiful. My mom, I think, made a comment saying like she wished she could go back to college because of the campus. Like she loved it. And then like I, the School of Communications is like top tier. I liked how the classes were smaller. So you really got to know your professors, got to know the different faculty. And then I also loved how there was different clubs and organizations for like all different things. So it was like Greek life, other clubs, uh, student media, which was important for me. And I also like that they had sports. So if I wanted to go to a game, I could, which was pretty cool. Um, You're only like 40 minutes away. So. Yeah. So I've known about it a while. My college search was super odd because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do like something in health sciences. So I applied to a lot of really good OT schools and like <laughs> really good speech pathology schools. So I was in at BU's like speech pathology program, Duquesne's occupational therapy program, uh, University of Rochester's maybe nursing program. And then I was in at Quinnipiac's accelerated occupational therapy program. And 
of my schools that I applied to for health sciences, Quinnipiac was the one that when I finally decided to switch to journalism, had the most desirable journalism program, given that I did not apply to journalism schools. Um, Quinnipiac's journalism program was exciting to me because I could do a three plus one and I could get my master's within four years. And um, as someone that's just starting out in school, um, when you're in high school, the idea of getting your master's in four years is very exciting and still is. And um, additionally, when I was trying to make the switch and decide what to do, the professors that were there were so like encouraging and patient as I was trying to make this decision. They, they clearly seemed to know what they were doing in the field. They, they wanted me to be a part of it. Student media, the students that were there at these open houses and stuff wanted to talk to me about student media. Clearly they were involved. Um, other schools that I went to, I didn't even see the newspaper around the campus, which is never a good sign to me. And um, it just, the transition was natural and I felt like it being close to my house was also positive because um, I was never a big traveler in high school. So I, I was a little bit of a homebody and um, I thought that it would be a good fit for me because of the way that I felt pretty at home when I was there. All right, Jess, I got to ask you something mm -hmm. and I hope you're not going to be embarrassed. What's it like to have your mom on social media and following everything you do? Um, I like it to this because I have a lot of family like out of the U.S. My dad's from the Bahamas and that's like kind of our way to connect with them is through social media, especially because we can't just go there all the time. So it's it's funny that she posts a lot of different things because like my friends see it and everything and they're like, oh, look, your mom reposted your story um, and stuff like that. But it's it's funny but it's also I'm it's nice that she's proud of me and likes to share like different things and like be the one that like shares with the family so for those of you who are interested in following her her tag on Instagram is mama sims if she ever listens to this she's gonna love that you said that <laughs> Emily does your mother is your mother on social media no not at all not I even think this is a good thing <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like the thing is, like I definitely sent her all of my stories, and she reads them. It's just a matter of like she doesn't. If she wants to share them with friends, she'll just send it to them in an email. Like the support <laughs> is there, just not publicly. Which to me, I, I'm cool with that. So. Yeah, so, sometimes it's it's a little embarrassing, but other times I know it's coming from a good place. I'm uh, I'm gonna I have some bad news for for both of you. My my mother is 80, and she's on Facebook, Aww. and she continually posts things about me on Facebook. Okay, I'm I'm not really sure that she understands what she's doing, but I, I'm just letting you know it's this is going to continue, okay, for a long time. I'm off the hook. I'm off the hook because my grandmother doesn't even use the computer and my mother has no interest in social media. So I think, I think I'm in the clear. <laughs> my, my dad has social media, but he, he has like five friends on Facebook and he said, that's perfectly fine with me. No, you Your know, mom could do all Jess's of the mom, connecting. <laughs> Jess's mom actually sometimes boosts my stuff on social media too. Like she, I will get like a mention from Jess, um, from Jill Sims. And you know, I appreciate that. Mama Sims is uh, is is pretty uh, pretty proficient on social media. That's just my take. She is. She's <laughs> she's learned a lot. We just got her into learning how to use Netflix. 
she knows how to use social media, but when it comes to like other television stuff, she's, my brother needs to show her how to use it. Hey, hey Jess, I, I, I need to be alerted when she posts her first TikTok video, okay? She goes on TikTok sometimes, but she doesn't want to make them. <laughs> All right, we are out of time. I want to thank Emily DeSalvo and Jessica Sims for joining us on, on Common Grounds. If you're not aware, we also have a YouTube show called Connect with Chris, where I talk with School of Communications alumni. Please uh, go on YouTube and check that out. Emily and Jess, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. That was Chris Roush interviewing Emily DeSalvo and Jessica Sims. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running our social media pages. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, you can find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Morgan Tenza, photography editor for the Quinnipiac Chronicle. And be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week.